It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. Shine, folks. Good feel-good Friday morning to you. It is the first of the month. It's March 1st, 2024. We welcome you here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports and Network. Ben Glaze, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino all joining you. Thank you for joining us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you. Join the program at any time. You can text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21,000 sports radio to 21,000. Our Meyer Supercenter guest line, 866-838-4843. That's 866-838-4843. Find us on Twitter at XP Mornings, Facebook X's and Bros, and of course, good morning to our television audience as well on BCSN and streaming live on our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network. Added.com to that to find our website, xpmornings at gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox. And you can find us all individually on Twitter. Ben Glaze is at the Ben Glaze. Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore key. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. Uh, gentlemen, good morning to uh, to both of you. Good morning. What's going on? Not much. Uh, missed the games last night. I went to a comedy show. Missed the games. Yes. Well, you didn't miss anything. That's what it looks uh, like. Anything special. Right. Uh, that's for sure. I mean, that's, uh, it's just, it's unfortunate. Yeah. 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 Red Wings weren't going to win every game. Right. Uh, the rest of the year. So, we'll, I mean, you can give credit to New York for playing a good game, coming out and playing inspired hockey. And there was, um, it was just really unfortunate because it's like every time, uh, every single time uh, the Red Wings would get on the board to tie the game, uh, the Islanders would, would just add another one to expound upon their lead and build that back up. So, okay. Just is what it, uh, it is what it is. I mean, they're, it's, it's a tough go at it, but. You know they're not going to win uh, the rest of the games this season. Like they're going, eventually they were going to lose. It was going to happen. Uh, this is just you know that was one of those games last night that I don't think uh, this might be the last year they lose one uh, like that. You know where you know, moving forward, yeah, it's kind of a bold bold claim too because the Wings have beaten some pretty good teams so far this year. But you know you look at the Islanders. Trailing the wings by ten points, um, you know what that means for 
the playoffs and they're they're coming in hungry like it's they're not they're not out of it yet so there's still there's still a chance if you're the islanders uh, and that's the way that they played and unfortunately you know well puck luck doesn't go your way and, and that's what it is but you know it's not as if uh they are like michigan basketball for example uh you know that that's where when you walk in you just expect to lose uh so we'll we'll get into obviously uh that game and what took place uh there as well tiger spring training uh yesterday we had the nfl combine uh yesterday guys are uh running and working out and boy oh boy they are just shooting up the draft charts right now oh man 40 times 366 pound lineman running 40s incredible d line at that i this can't be healthy i don't know like there's got to be there's got to be a point where your body's just like no we're not doing this we are not doing this so uh there's uh there's plenty plenty to get to today on the program and as always it's a pleasure to uh to have you with us uh, here this morning tell you what man holy jumping thank god it's friday man I do not have to be, uh, we do not have any home basketball games tomorrow. Uh, so I am so thrilled uh, to not have to go anywhere and do anything tomorrow. That is, uh, it's a it's a rarity, and I am excited. Holy mackerel, please. Uh, that's, a, that's a blessing, a blessing in disguise. All right, what else is going on in the sports world? We'll try to get you all caught up with all the happenings. We'll do so right now in the headlines. Big news. I have a little news flash. Let's check the headlines. No, it's real news for once. The biggest stories of the local, regional, and national news. This is huge news. All right, huge news here. Penn State Nittany Lions chop Robinson wows at the Combine. A four four eight forty chop Robinson. I mean, we knew he was good though. Uh, there's a lot of people. Like, oh, I'm getting on the chop Robinson bandwagon. It's like chop Robinson was was good all season. What do you mean, chop Robinson is the reason we had to run the ball the entire second half when they played Michigan. That guy single handedly couldn't. They couldn't pass block him. Couldn't do anything about him. It is terrible. Just terrible. Uh, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones must take a paternity test, according uh, to a judge. Now, the judge has upheld a decision requiring the owner to take a paternity test as a part of a legal dispute with a 27-year-old woman who says the billionaire is her biological father. Texas judge said on Wednesday... They rejected an appeal from Jones of a 2022 ruling in a paternity case brought by Alexandra Davis, who previously alleged in a separate lawsuit that she was conceived from a a relationship Jerry had with her mother in the mid-90s. Now, attorneys for Jones are challenging the uh, the constitutionality of Texas law that would compel genetic testing of Jones. So, in March of 2022, Davis and Jones... We're in court. Davis sued Jones, asking a judge to void a legal agreement. She said her mother, Cynthia Davis, reached with Jones two years after she was born. That 1998 settlement alleged that Jones would support them financially as long as they didn't publicly say that he was Alexander's father, something the married owner of the Cowboys has denied. Davis dropped that case a month later, saying she would instead seek to prove that Jones is her father, she soon filed the paternity case. I don't know what, uh, like, dude, just go take the paternity test. And get it over with. 
If I was the judge, that's exactly what I'd say. Just take the test. Like, what do you mean? Take the paternity test. Uh, the lawyers are trying to say something about like uh, genetic. Uh, who knows what they're trying to say? Here's the deal. And they're like, well, Jones has been married since. No, you don't say. You, you, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that a guy that got married in the 60s, a billionaire that got married in the 60s, may have or may not have cheated on his wife? That's what you're trying to explain to me? Like I am like was born yesterday or I live under a rock or something? <gasps> I clutch my pearls. Sorry. Oh, my God. How could he? Get over it. Grow up. Just take the test. And nothing. Uh, also, uh, 3,650 career points for Caitlin Clark. Uh, I keep seeing this, so I'm just going to address this right now. They're talking about how she's 18 points shy of Pete Maravich. She's not 18 points shy of Pete Maravich. She's the all-time leader in women's scoring. Like, it doesn't matter if she scores more points than Pete Maravich. Then why do they keep bringing it up? Because they don't, they don't, play, in the same, they don't play in the same league. So what, what is the, what's the deal there? You know, and some people put up such a stink over like, you got to get rid of the men's or women's. This is college basketball. Like y'all don't play the same game. Period. End of, end of discussion. Like, I, I know that we want to live in a fantasy land and everybody's like real, like, oh God, we can't talk about that topic. Anybody who, th- anybody who thinks otherwise, please call in. I would love to have this debate with you. Uh, Iowa corner Cooper DeGene uh, confirms his broken leg, outlines his recovery. And uh, he started to run at full speed, acknowledging he's still recovering uh, from that injury that ended his season. Mecole Hardman told the Kansas City Chiefs to come and get me, and the Jets are mad about it because, well, that's basically tampering. Uh, and you can't do that. And he told uh, staff members of the Chiefs and everything else. Joel Embiid said he's going to return this season regardless of the Sixers' record. I mean, I would hope that you would uh, return this season. Uh, suspended Thomas Bryant gets his ring from the Nuggets and then had to uh, had to leave the arena. So he walked in, grabbed a ring, get out. And the uh, Atlanta Hawks have waived 15-year veteran guard at Patty Mills. Uh, the Aussie product uh, is, has been cut. We'll step aside back with more X's and Bros after this year on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge here for my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Now they're located on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids here on the west side of the state. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. Now if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, the business, the golf club, maybe that second home or the lake, stop by and see Drew and the crew. They can hook you up today at Impact Power Sports. They also have e-bikes, quads, side-by-side Yard toys for the big boys and the big girls. Anything you need when it comes to power, they have it at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. Also, if you want a shot at winning Lois Brown's Lions Golf Cart, a custom-built Lions Golf Cart, text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT to 21000. And you could win Lomas Brown's Lions Golf Cart this summer from IMPACT Power Sports and the Huge Show. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play.
From Traverse City to the Glass City, GR to the Motor City, you're listening to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us. No matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening. I got a couple messages here. Sean says, I have coached for 30 years and today's student athletes aren't able to take constructive criticism as soon as a coach gets on players uh, for effort or not performing their best. They will cry that the coach is picking on them. They are soft. Back in my day playing hockey, my best coaches were those who got on my bleep and pushed me to be better. Society has made our athletes soft. I agree uh, with a coach. A player-led team are the most successful teams I've seen at firsthand coaching high school hockey that's got to be from yesterday that's sean on uh sean on facebook um yeah i mean look we talked a lot about that yesterday uh Izzo and you know your your players your team and you know where's the where's the leadership at i know that ryan was uh, ryan was a little aggravated um he got uh, officer berto got all uh worked up started texting me punching his keyboard he's all mad everybody's all mad uh, and you know there's there is some truth uh, to it. Uh, there's actually a lot of truth to it. I always find the pushback very interesting because typically, you know, when when I'm sitting there and I'm talking to an older person, right? And by an older person, I mean anybody who's older than I am, uh, and they're telling me about their experience, and they and we joke about it, right? Because we go, oh, back in my day, right? But no, it's the God's honest truth. Like the uphill walking to school uphill both ways in the snow. That is a a inflammatory that's an inflammatory over exaggeration but the point the premise is there uh, that life was harder for that individual things were more challenging uh, and i think that um you know having a, i was listening to something the other day where he was he, he had to have been in my my age range uh and i'm I'm be honest with you as long as you're like 30 and older you're basically the last generation of human that knows the world without internet right and so the guy was talking about boredom and he was talking about as it as a young person how you have to be you really have to use your imagination to figure out how you're going to quote spend your time and so i'm listening to this and i paused it there and i was like spend your time and i thought about i thought about that for a while i'm in the car i'm just listening so I, i have plenty of time to sit there and think in traffic and um you know, how do we choose to spend? I haven't thought about it like that in forever to spend your time. I don't feel like the, if, if, as time is the currency. I don't feel like I have any to spend right now. That that part, that part in itself is, you know, that was you know, to make you sit there and think a little bit. But as the guy continued on, he talked about how, you know, kids from back in the day, for lack of a better way to put it, you know, you had to use your imagination and you would use so much energy just trying to figure out what you were going to do to keep yourself from being bored. You went outside, you made things up, right? You played games and uh, you did you did whatever. You did whatever. You, you rode bikes, you played, you just you went outside, right? You just went outside. And then, you know, today's kid, and it was so difficult back then to find something to occupy your mind or distract you. Today's kid has so much distracting them that they they can't do the inverse, right? They struggle to do the opposite. And so they were talking about, you know, just like you know, child behaviors and things of that nature. I read Sean's uh, message, and I always, I always find it interesting. I always want to hear stories from older people. I think older, the people that have been around longer have a little bit more wisdom. They've seen a, l- a few more things, right? 
And so I always try to play, pay very close attention when you get into rooms like that. Uh, as when, when you're one of the younger ones, you, know, you sit down and you listen to some of the older people talk. What are the topics that they're talking about? Um, you know, is there a time for you to contribute or is there a time for you just to sit there and shut up and smile, smile and wave? Uh, but I, I always liked that. I always enjoyed it as a kid, too. Like, I always liked being around my grandfather. I always liked uh, being around his friends. I just like to sit there and uh, I like to listen. Uh, I like to learn. You know, it's, uh, it's you know, kind of shaped me into the, into the way that I think uh, today. And I look at uh, I look at a lot of the what's going on in in today, and you, you know, it's, you know, people are bored. People are bored because they're looking at their screens all day. And when you're bored, you come up with a whole bunch of games, right? That's you got to find something to keep yourself entertained. And I think that's why we find uh, the clown show that we do in this country is because people are bored. We don't have any real struggles. We don't have any real challenges. Like our biggest challenge is, uh, oh my God, we the AT and T lost the internet for a day. Oh, what are we gonna do? the end of the world no, it's it's just the end of the the internet for that day it's, shoot probably made made everything a lot easier to be honest with you uh wings were a little sluggish last night battled but came up short can't win them all big game against the panthers saturday still feel they can get stronger uh back on defense maybe someone with more of a physical presence cider can hit but that's about it Go wings at Sean in Kentwood. Uh, blue line seems to be an area. Boy, Kane's goal too. My goodness, yeah, what a what a player, what a player. Um, I, I we're gonna get into it right uh, with the Tigers or, or pardon me with the Red Wings. We'll get to the Tigers first. I gotta know what you think about the patch though. I didn't know what priority was. I had to look them up. Uh, the Jersey Patch Ad Partner. I'm gonna tell you right now, I you there's a lot as a professional team, a professional team, there's a lot of companies I would do business with. There's a lot of companies I wouldn't do business with. One of those is a trash company. I once I figure I'm like priority, like priority health. Like what is what is this priority, right? So I'm Googling, I'm like, you this ain't this can't there's no this can't be it. <laughs> there's no way. It was it. You I mean you put a jer- you put a patch on a jersey, so you put a bumper sticker on a Bentley, right? And and not only that, but you used a trash company. We'll get to it. Uh, yeah, because I'm I'm not necessarily uh, thrilled about uh, about all of that. By the way, MLB wants a free agent signing deadline. I tweeted this out yesterday as a, a listener uh, reached out to me and wanted to know my thoughts on. Uh, Trevor Bauer and why uh, no one no one signed him and should the Tiger sign him and he was like can you ask I just want to see what nobody's going to respond to me so I asked I said yeah okay if you're a Tigers fan would you take a flyer on Trevor Bauer a lot of people said yes some people said no I can tell you this the reason he has not been signed but his name has been cleared is there has to be more to the story that we don't know Something else, somewhere else, MLB knows something that we don't. They know something. I don't know what it is. Actually, I do know what it is, but they know something else. And that's why I don't don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he plays again. I don't think he plays again. And not, not Major League Baseball. I don't think that there is a team willing to take the risk that someone is going to come out and show them 
show the Washington Post or send something to the New York Times, well, you guys signed Trevor Bauer. Well, guess what? Look at this. I don't, I don't think any team, I think teams are aware, and I don't think they want any part of it. And that's why, you know, there's a lot of people, yeah, bring them in. Some people are, well, we already have six starters. I'm fine with six starters. You you can have 10 starters for all I care. That doesn't matter to me. The the days of, you know, somebody going, you know, 200 innings are basically, you know, kaput anyways. So if you want to bring in an extra starter, that's fine. I don't think it's Trevor Bauer. And the reason I don't think it's Trevor Bauer is because there's got to be something else out there that MLB teams know about, that the league knows about, that nobody's saying anything about, because they don't want it out. And if it comes out and he's on your team, <laughs> oh, a PR nightmare is not worth it. And just like I'm about to tell you about the trash company priority, some things just aren't worth it. That's, that's kind of how I feel at Trevor Bauer. I don't care about the podcast guy who plays independent league baseball that went three for 10 against them. I did, that, that doesn't matter to me. Some guy from Barstool, I guess, they went out and Bauer was throwing to him and the guy's convinced he could hit 135 in the major. Sure, maybe he could. I don't know. Go be a major league baseball player then. 135, hell, he could have played for the Tigers a couple years ago. So that's just that, that's just my gut feeling on Trevor Bauer and where it stands right now. He's available. I don't think any team takes a flyer on him because I believe that they know that there's more out there that they're not willing to deal with. We'll step aside. We'll come back. Day one of the NFL Combine, and everyone is all Chop Robinson. Who is he? Where is he? Will he come to the Lions? Let's talk about it next here. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four-pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Can't call in? Text us using the keyword sports radio and send it to 21000 or tweet us at XB Mornings. Now, back to X's and Bros with Anthony Bellino here on the Michigan Sports Network. 
Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports and Network. Great to have you ride along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. Appreciate you. And of course, encourage you. Join the program at any time. You can text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21,000. Sports radio to 21000. Our Meyer Supercenter guest line, 866-838-4843. 866-838-4843. Day one of the NFL Combine workouts. And day one, we saw defensive linemen and linebackers uh, up first yesterday. Defensive backs and tight ends today followed by quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs on Saturday. Offensive linemen hit the field on Sunday. A couple of big names that are uh, that are climbing the boards here in the 40-yard dash. We had Florida State's Braden Fiske, 4.78 seconds. Dude was flying. He's probably going to be somebody that you want to keep an eye out based on his uh, athletic scores overall, the com- like the uh, the composite score of how he finished is right along the lines of like a for his position, right about where we saw Jack Campbell uh, last year. So that's a name you might want to keep. Uh, Florida State defensive line, Braden Fiske. Keep that name uh, in the back of your pocket and see where he might end up. Uh, Chop Robinson. Uh, Chop, we saw dominated against Michigan uh, to, to the point where, you know, he was basically unblockable on that right from the right tackle. We, we could not do anything in the right tackle position in that game. And at that point, it was like, okay, what's the best way? To beat a dominant pass rusher, you're going to have to run right at him or run away from him. But either way, you got to run the ball. And that's what we did in the second half. You know, everybody was so, well, you know, they didn't need to pass. They could not. Like, if you watch the first half of that game, J.J. McCarthy had no time because Chop Robinson was chopping people's heads off. That's why. That's why. It was Chop. Chop Robinson is a problem. He ran a 4-4-9-40. He was booking it. Uh, NC State linebacker Peyton Willis ran a 4-4-4. Ole Miss defensive end Cedric Johnson led the way with the uh, vertical leap. He was at 38 inches. In the broad jump, it was Houston Christian, the defensive end. Uh, the defensive end. I don't even know how to it. Jalex Hunt? Never even heard of the guy. Uh, but that's that's what happens. That's that's what happens. I mean, you get these guys that just show up. And I'm J-L- J-A-L-Y-X? Jalex? I, I have no idea. I've never heard of the guy. But, you know, that's, uh, we, we get that from time to time. And that's why we do the combine, right? That's why we all go to Lucas Oil Stadium. And, yeah, uh, I was reading an article from uh, NFL.com, and it said uh, it was the title of the article, if you want to read it, is uh, Scouting Combine, What We Learned During Wednesday's Activities in Indy, right? A Detroit Dreaming, Missouri defensive lineman Darius Robinson has gone from football newbie to possible first-round pick in a shockingly short span. Southfield, Michigan native, started playing the sport as a junior at Canton Prep and uh, was not really a highly ranked recruit. Six years later, he's 6'5", he's 286, and could be in the top 32 following a very special senior bowl. Robinson said Wednesday he met with about every NFL team, either at the senior bowl or so far at the combine, enjoyed the interaction, but one meeting felt a little bit different. He said the Detroit Lions, he said, my heart was bumping. I'll tell you, it was like a dream sitting there with all the names and faces in the room growing up a Lions fan. It was a great interview. That's an area that we're going to look at. It's an area that we are going to look at. Like, it's a... It's... Defensive line is going to be a position, a relative position of need. 
and a lot of people want to go edge. I, I really, this is why I think that, you know, James Houston not being available last year after the injury early on, I think that really hurts uh, because we didn't, we don't really know exactly what we have there. We think we have a very special talent. I believe that we do. Uh, I believe that early on, we saw it a little bit in the preseason. We saw it at different times. Like he's just a go get the quarterback guy. Uh, we don't need him to drop back. Uh, I don't. I don't know if that should be asked of him. Maybe he can uh, learn to be a little bit more proficient. But I just want guys getting after the quarterback. So I am. Uh, I'm. I'm all for that. All for that. Um, we've. We've had the. The interest, and, and this is all D D line and linebackers, right? So. Coach Campbell said that you're, you're going to be able to see these guys work out. He was more interested in the interview process uh, than anything else. So guys are going to have to interview well in order to in order to fit in to see where exactly you know things are going to work out for them. Uh, Dallas Turner did not run the forty, which I thought was uh, was very interesting. I don't see a forty yard dash time uh, for him. I don't know why you wouldn't if you are there. Uh, Lomas asked me last night what I would run the forty in. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't. He was like, "What do you think?" I was like, oh, "Hopefully sub six five. And he looked at me and he's like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, six six point five seconds. Hopefully, I can run forty yards under six point five seconds." And he he was like shocked. And I'm like, I don't know why you look like that. I don't know why you look shocked about this. Like, I who am I running? Where am I running to? And who am I running from? That's the question. You want like what do you what do you exactly? What are you really looking for here? Like, I don't know if I can just run out there and do a really good job of running a dead sprint. Do I run? Yeah. Do I ever sprint? I mean, the highest I ever go up on the treadmill is like nine, nine miles an hour. But everything else is like between five and six. Like, I'm just running. So I don't uh, I don't think that for any, you know, I think that out here, this, this is uh, it's a little different. These guys are a little different, folks. Uh, Peyton Wilson, the NC State linebacker, ran a 4-4-3. Hanlon Deloach out of uh, Florida State ran a 4-4-7. Edrin Cooper from Texas A&M ran a 4-5-1. Trevin Wallace from Kentucky, 4-5-1. Jordan McGee from Temple, a 4-5-5. Like, these guys are hauling right now. Hauling. And that's it. That's at the linebacker position. Uh, Western Michigan's Marshawn Nealon had a really good day. He's a name that kind of popped up and was going wild. Uh, obviously, Braden Fiske, who I mentioned. Uh, Fiske, was, uh, they have a, this consensus big board. You know, in the 40-yard dash, he's in the 98th percentile. In the broad jump, he's in the 98th percentile. In the shuttle, he's in the 94th. And in the vertical leap, he's in 92nd. Like, that's, that's a really good day for Braden Fiske. Really good day. Uh, Dallas Turner ran a four four seven. You know, will he be the first player off the board? That's the other thing. Like you can get as you can get as hyped up as you want about what you're seeing here, but you have to remember we're picking so late in the draft this year that you know a lot of this is you know I I don't know the combine lost some juice because we're not in the top ten. I don't know if you feel the same as a. Uh, as a Lions fan, I can tell you this much. It doesn't matter. How, like Part of it is, like, yeah, you want to test well. This is the athletic specimen a- aspect of it. But the other part of it is, like, yo, you're picking at 29th. So you, you need to see football film. Like the Underwear Olympics, this is where guys 
uh, typically get overdrafted because they have a really nice pro day with a guy chasing them around with a broomstick or something along those lines. Uh, and then, you know, they ran really fast. Like, there's not too many times in an NFL football field that you're going to be, um, you know, jumping in gym shorts. Like, you're going to have full pads on and everything else. So it's going to be dif- uh, difficult here. And for me as a, as a Lions fan, the combine lost a little juice because, you know, I can't really get enamored with a guy who's probably not going to be there at 29 unless we are to move up. If we move up, then okay, I could I could see why. All right, we could we could maybe have a little discussion about that. But if we don't move up, what if we move back? Nobody's talked about that either. You know, we we drop we we trade out of the first round. Are you going to um are you gonna be upset if you go to the actual draft in Detroit? If you show up to the draft and we don't pick in the first round, do you care or are you just going for the experience? That's the other thing I want to know. So I got a, I got a lot of questions for you, the fans, because you can be as enamored and starstruck with these numbers all you want. But at the end of the day, you got to remember, we're picking all the way down at 29 if if we stay there. If we stay there. I saw some great videos of J.J. McCarthy working out in the hallway, uh, throwing footballs to Blake Corum, and then staying late to get on the field. And do some work there. I think that's great. Uh, good for him. That's exciting. Uh, but this is this is the NFL Combine. The other part about it is they used to show the weight, uh, the weights. I didn't get to see if they showed the weights or not, the weigh-ins. Then they took the weigh-ins off TV. They took the weigh-ins off TV a couple of years ago. And why is because the optics of it. That's why they took the weigh-ins off TV. And now they just kind of show like the events, if you will. Uh, but they used to show everything. Guys getting their arms, uh, their wingspan. And some people don't like this. And I can't, uh, I can't really understand why. Like you're going to get MRIs. They want, you're, you are human capital. They are investing in you. This is the job interview. And instead of somebody sitting there going, what are your qualifications? Like what are some of your strengths and weaknesses? You're going to go through that, but then they're also going to see what some of your strengths strengths and weaknesses are. They're going to put you through physical testing. Like they have to be able to know if they are going to invest millions of dollars into you. It's the hardest it's the hardest evaluation on the planet. Drafting. There's like GMs that can do it and that have a good feel for it are not that that's not the norm people. That is not the norm. And they didn't like the optics of a bunch of young fellas, specifically from one demographic, getting up there on the scale and a bunch of other people writing down numbers. Looked real bad. It looked like it set us back a couple hundred years. But that's the reality of the situation. Like, I need to know everything about this guy. Physically, I need to know. MRIs and everything else, I need to know. I want to know a little bit about your family. Tell me about where you come from. Tell me, uh, tell me about your parents. Tell me about your background. Tell me about your like. Do you have a criminal history? Were you a bad kid? Were you a good kid? You know, tell me all that. Then let me see you go out there and perform. Can you run fast? Can you jump high? Are you strong? Do you have good pop? Right, explosiveness. That's why we do the broad jump. You know, that's why they. That's why they. You know, the, the broad jump and the vertical leap. Like, can you get off the ground? Are you explosive? Because you're going to have to get out of a stance and hit somebody, and we're going to need you to be strong enough on that bench press 
that you can put your hands on somebody and move them around, but we need you to, we got to make sure that bottom half of your body, that thing can, you know, we can push some people around here. It's a violent sport, folks. Now, I was, uh, I was having this conversation with Lomas. I, I always find it entertaining. Everybody tries to, you know, they, they push the slime on Nickelodeon. I get it. You want football to be fun for kids and this, that, but it's, that, that's not, the reality of this game is not that. It doesn't matter how you sugarcoat it, and you can tell me football is for everyone, and you can have cute little uh, shops on NFL.com, and you can try to market to whomever, and look at how great this is. These guys are playing for their lives. This is a violent game that is not for nice people. Plain and simple. And you could dress it up as much as you want and make it whatever you want. This is why we have the testing ground that is the NFL Combine. Then after this, you'll have the Pro Days. Where guys will run again, they'll work out again, and especially if they had a bad combine, great. If they had a good combine, they can do a pro day and show I'm consistent, right? And you might even be able to add a rep or two on the uh, on the bench. You might be able to trim off a hundredth of a second in the forty yard dash, right? But these guys, I mean, they're they're working out right now to be able to accomplish their dream. And uh, there's a lot of guys like Chop Robinson's name, for example, that you're going to hear a whole bunch. But I, I don't know how relevant it is to us, the Lions fan. Because I don't think that Chop Robinson falls all the way down to 29. Now, I do not, for one second, believe that if Brad Holmes sees something, he's going to say something. You know, overall, according to ESPN.com, overall, J.C. Latham from Alabama, the offensive tackle, is the 25th best prospect. Cooper DeGene is 24. So these are some of the guys that are going to be uh, in the in the wheelhouse a little bit, if you will. Xavier Leggett from uh, South Carolina, the wide receiver at 26. Uh, Ennis Rakeshaw Jr. from Missouri, the cornerback is 28. Edgerin Cooper, the linebacker from Texas A&M at 29. Javondre Sweat from Texas, the 32nd ranked best player at defensive tackle. Somebody else who is in there is Graham Barton from Duke, the center. Kool-Aid McKinstry is at 34. Chop Robinson's at 35. So that's where they're at right now as far as overall rank according to ESPN.com. Now we know that this is just their rankings and these don't matter what whatsoever. But that's what you're looking at. Rakeshaw, Barton, Sweat, Kool-Aid and Chop. What a what a what a collection of names there. And even Edrin Cooper. Donnie Mitchell, uh, the wide receiver from Texas. I don't know if that's a direction that we go early on in the draft. I think that's maybe a later selection there. But, but what do you want there? You want corner, inside linebacker, center, defensive tackle, outside linebacker. Jackson Powers Johnson, the center from Oregon, uh, he's ranked at number 37. So, you know, you look at a guy like Chop and the way that he tested, I just I just do not see a space where he stays all the way down on the board. Like, I think they'll redo this, and, and he won't be the 35th best prospect anymore. Like, there's, I think there's plenty of room for him to, uh, him to move up and, and for that to be really all she wrote for Mr. Chop Robinson. Because Jerzon Newton, which is uh, his brother played at Toledo. 
I think he's injured right now. So I don't believe that he is uh, he is going to be testing. So I'm interested to see where you feel that the Lions will be at. And are you basically, are you excited uh, about this at all? You know, you're going to have guys whose stock is going to rise and they're going to climb. And a guy like Chop, like I just, I don't see how he's a mid thirties, but if he's there, I don't know how you don't select him. But then again, you know, I was talking to Jeff Risden and Jeff Risden's like this center from Oregon at the senior day, like a senior bowl. Like this guy is, he is something like that's a Dan Campbell guy. And it's like, oh, 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 really? You know, what do you need more of? Because if, if he's a center that can play guard, then great. Then plus he has the, you know, he's, he's a center. So now you're trying to you fill in the guard spot and you try to wait to see what, what the deal is with Frank Ragnow. So do you, you enter him in as a day one starter? Do you want to go that? Is that a higher priority than defensive line? But Brad Holmes said, like, they're, they're a best available kind of, kind of team right here. Like, they're going to take the highest player on their board. And they got a lot of tough decisions. I mean, it's fun. It's interesting. It's always great to look back on and say, oh, his team failed this draft. But when you really get down to the draft process, if you had to sit there with your job on the line, do you think you could do this? Do you honestly think you could do this? Do you think you could sit there and go through all of this and watch all the film and come up with, with, with no advice? You're not logging on to ESPN or CBS or doing whatever we do, creating mock draft scenarios. Like, no, things are totally different in that room. Do you think you could do that? I don't think I could. Actually, I know I could. I leave it to professionals. That's what I do. Some guys are really good at it. Some guys aren't. And you can see kind of the, the thought process behind why somebody chose something. And there'll be other times where you're like, I have no idea why we took a linebacker, the slowest linebacker on the planet, in the first pick of the second round. Like, I don't know why that happened. There's other things that wasn't Brad Holden's and Dan Campbell as the prior regime. You know, I can understand why you take a cornerback at three. And some people are like, oh, well, you can't take a corner at three. Look at Sauce Gardner. He turned out to be pretty good. That's, what, that's who Jeff Okuda was supposed to be. We'll step aside. Hour two next. X's and Bros. Michigan Sports Network. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Score big at the Soaring Eagle $100,000 Bingo Bash. Saturday, March 16th. The action kicks off at 3 p.m. And you can win amazing prizes, including overnight stays, 65-inch TVs, free bingo play, and slot play. And the winning is just beginning. Win concert tickets, gift cards, and more. Make plans now and score big. Soaring Eagle's $100,000 Bingo Bash. Saturday, March 16th at the Soaring Eagle Bingo Hall. Must be 18 to play. For complete rules, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com. Score big.
Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. The Freddy the Pizza Man Foundation is dedicated to providing support to families and Michigan schools touched by autism. We invite you to join us in supporting these families and schools by making a donation at freddythepizzaman.com. With your donation, you can help provide essential resources that can make a real impact. Visit freddythepizzaman.com to make a donation and to learn more about the foundation's mission. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Together, we can make a difference. Good morning, everyone. It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's a good morning. Wake up to a brand new day. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Vietnam! Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Welcome back here. Hour number two on this Friday morning. It is the first of the month, March 1st, 2024. Great to have you right along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. It's an absolute pleasure. Join the show at any time. You can text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21,000 sports radio to 21000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 866-838-4843. That's 866-838-4843. We're on Twitter, XB Mornings, Facebook, X's and Bros. And of course, good morning to our television audience as well. On BCSN and streaming live on our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network. Add a .com to that to find our website. XPMornings at gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox. And find us all individually on Twitter. Ryan Elke is Ryan L underscore key. Ben Glaze at the Ben Glaze. I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. By the way, when it comes to guys like Chop in the draft, the best case scenario is that Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams and uh, Drake May and J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, best case scenario All those guys go in the first round. Get them all in there. Let's get six first-round quarterbacks. You all need a quarterback. Go get them. Because that then bumps players down, right? And that creates a little more opportunity at 29 to be able to secure a guy like like a Chop Robinson who, depending on how the draft boards and the mock drafts and everything shakes out, your best available post-combine, that's the way to do it. Get the quarterbacks moving up. All the quarterbacks hope they all have a really great day. Everybody's a generational talent that you just can't miss on. Right? And then you have Marvin Harrison Jr. You have uh, Roma Dunze. 
guys like that that are going to be, you know, really, really solid picks at wide receiver. Everybody keep moving up. I'm also really interested in Brock Bowers. Uh, Brock Bowers, to me, 6'4", 240, like just a consummate professional out there for Georgia and really made a difference uh, for their for their program. So I'm, I'm real interested in him as well. All right, what's going on in the sports world? We'll try to get you all caught up with all the happenings. We'll do so right now in the headlines. Big news. I have a little news flash. Let's check the headlines. No, it's real news for once. The biggest stories of the local, regional, and national news. This is huge news. The number one pick uh, is going to be Caitlin Clark in the WNBA draft. Caitlin Clark is also looking to... She's already set the scoring record for women's basketball, and now they're doing that whole thing where it's like, well, she got beat. No one sells record in men's basketball. They're going to do all that now. Pistol Pete, um, you know, Antoine Davis, his name is up there uh, as well. Look, I mean, if you play the same sport, you could say they broke the record, but if you don't, then I'm sorry, and they don't play men's basketball. Women's basketball are completely different. Shohei Otani reveals a little after a surprise marriage news. Joey Otani stunned the L.A. Dodgers, many around the world, with his marriage announcement Thursday. So manager Dave Roberts said any gift the team gives the two-time MVP would be uh, like most of the money in his contract deferred. I'm very happy for him and his bride. As far as wedding gifts, we got surprised and didn't have much time to think about it. I'm sure it's in route. Interesting there. Didn't tell anybody he was getting married. Hmm. That's probably a good way to do it. Uh, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones must take a paternity test, according to a judge. Now, this is a, a case that stems back from an earlier uh, case back in the 90s. So this young lady's mother, Alexandra Davis's mother, or Alexandra Davis is saying that her mother had a an encounter or a relationship with Jerry Jones. There was a settlement in 1998 that alleged Jones would support them financially as long as they didn't publicly say that he was Alexander's father, something that the uh, married owner of the Cowboys has denied. The judge is ruling that, hey, you got to take a paternity test. This is great. Their statement allegedly called for Jones to pay Cynthia Davis 375000 and for Alexander Davis to receive certain monthly, annual, and special funding from a trust until she was 21, as well as lump sum payments when she turned 24, 26, and 28. Attorneys for Jones said Alexander Davis has received millions of dollars from Jones in her lifetime, according to court documents. So Alexandra has already received millions of dollars, and now she's trying to shake down Jerry Jones even more and humiliate him. That's what I'm pulling from this. That's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. And look. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to. I don't really care too much about the infidelity here. Uh, what I don't understand is if you've already received millions of dollars, why do you keep going back? Like, what do you really want that you can't sit down and have a conversation with him? What's what's the issue here? Like, he's never going to take you in as a kid. You're never going to have a job with the Cowboys. You've already gotten millions of dollars. Like, what is wrong with you? Uh, you know, at, every family's got them too. Every family's got them. A greedy little thing. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, if we were going, if we were going on a family vacation, 
to the Grand Canyon. Oops. All right. Uh, Iowa corner Cooper DeGene confirmed his broken leg and outlines his plan for recovery. He said uh, yesterday at the scouting combine that he suffered a fractured fibula during the November practice, underwent surgery, missed the Hawkeyes' final four games, including the game against Michigan in the Big Ten Championship. And the first time that he discussed this, it called it kind of a freak thing. Still plans to have an on-campus workout for NFL evaluators before the April draft. I've been rehabbing ever since. I just started running full speed last week. I plan on working out at some point before the draft. I am medically cleared. I'm just progressing uh, right now. That's a really tough injury to bounce back from at the corner position. Mecole Hardman, come and get me comments have resonated with the New York Jets. Their general manager, Joe Douglas, told reporters Wednesday at the scouting combine in Indy. It's unclear if the Jets are going to pursue tampering charges against the Chiefs. An NFL spokesperson said in an email they're going to decline to comment on whether the Jets have asked the league to look into the matter. And he was on The Pivot, hosted by Ryan Clark. Uh, Nicole Hardman had critical uh, statements about the Jets' culture and detailed the issues with the team and uh, said that, I'm telling you right now, I was so far checked out, I was over with it. I'd already talked to uh, the Chiefs' GM, Brett Veach, and Pat Holmes, like, come and get me. Well... Here's the thing. You can't tell on yourself because that is tampering. You can't have a conversation with another team's GM. Uh, the fact that you went and told on yourself on a podcast, then want to talk about how you're not snitching. Dude, get first off, get, get over the word. You're literally just, you're sharing, a, you're sharing your story, but you probably shouldn't. It's probably not good for anybody because tampering can cause your franchise to lose draft picks. And that's a problem. Joel Embiid plans to return this season, regardless of what the 76ers record uh, might be. That's the plan, he said. Obviously, everything has to go right as far as getting healthy and being as close as I am uh, supposed to be. But yeah, that's the plan. The 29-year-old was in the midst of a historic season when we had the whole Golden State Warriors, Jonathan Kaminga debacle. Philadelphia lost 119-107. to 107. He had been averaging 35 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists per game uh, this season. He had to undergo a procedure to address an injury to the lateral meniscus in his left knee. Hmm. We shall see. Embiid had a streak of 16 consecutive games of 30 and 10 this season, matching Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the second longest streak behind Wilt Chamberlain. Suspended Thomas Bryant got his ring from the Nuggets that had to leave the arena. That's always fun. The Atlanta Hawks waived veteran guard Patty Mills yesterday and converted the contract of fellow guard Trent Forrest to a deal. And then just trying to clear up some cap space and get some things ready. Uh, the Hawks acquired Mills from the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, last season. And how about from Colorado? Nathan McKinnon had a goal and an assist, giving him 100 points in 61 games this year. The Avalanche dominated the Blackhawks. Bedard got the crap kicked out of him last night. Took a slash on the wrist. That was terrible. He should have called that. McKinnon scored his 36th goal with 228 left in the third period. And uh, Pete Morazic, the former Red Wing, was just getting drilled out there, couldn't do anything about it. He joins uh, a whole host of players, guys like Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg is the only players in Nordique's Avalanche NHL history with multiple 100-point seasons, so good for, uh, good for him. That's very exciting. Nathan McKinnon, good player, got us, uh, got us for some points when he was here in Detroit last Thursday. We'll step aside. Uh, when we return, we'll dive into what in the hell took place with Michigan basketball last night. We'll talk about it next year, X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Huge here for my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Now, they're located on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids here on the west side of the state. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. Now, if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, the business, the golf club, maybe that second home or the lake, 
Stop by and see Drew and the crew. They can hook you up today at Impact Power Sports. They also have e-bikes, quads, side-by-side, yard toys for the big boys and the big girls. Anything you need when it comes to power, they have it at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. Also, if you want a shot at winning Lois Browns, Lions Golf Cart, a custom-built Lions Golf Cart, text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT to 21000. And you could win Lomas Brown's Lions Golf Cart this summer from IMPACT Power Sports and the Huge Show. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. And I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sports, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500. Or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. This is X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you ride along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening. All right, let's get into it. Michigan goes on the road in Piscataway to take on the Rutgers Scarlet Knights last night in front of 8,000 fans, allegedly. My guy Terry Oglesby and Earl Watson on the uh, on the uh, the officiating crew there from Jersey Mike's Arena, it did not go well. Uh, Michigan got beat by thirty points, eighty-two to fifty-two. Doug McDaniel with thirteen points and Terrace Reed Jr. with twelve. The only two Michigan scorers in double figures. Um, this is it, man. This is it. This is uh. It's it's a wrap. I hate to be that way. I hate to say it. You lose by 30 to Rutgers and a team that can't score. They put up 82 on you. Uh, Cliff Omarui goes ham. 19 points, 15 rebounds. Jeremiah Williams scored 19 points. Uh, once again, not defending. And uh, the Mason Blue have now lost six straight with a road trip to Ohio State before coming home next weekend to take on Nebraska at noon on BTN. Thank God uh, that game is at noon. They got to go play the Diebler boys in a couple of days. Uh, the, you know, ever since the Buckeyes fired Chris Holtman and hired Diebler, I mean they're three and one, and uh, I don't want this to be seen. Here is just it's, this is such a difficult topic for me to try to dance around and talk about the difference between Jim Harbaugh, the Jim Harbaugh experience at Michigan football, and the difference between Juwan Howard and Michigan basketball is that Jim Harbaugh had success early, was on the precipice of it, had a bad year during the COVID year, everybody had a bad year during the COVID year, and then bounced back immediately. And what we have seen here uh, from Jawan Howard and this uh, Michigan program is a pretty steady decline. 
pretty steady decline. Uh, you've had all the talent in the world, and there is no cohesiveness. You know, Nick Stauskas flat out just called it right out. He was like, this team has no heart. They don't know what it means. I put out a block. And rightfully so. Like, he's not wrong. And it's not anything personal. Uh, obviously, against Juwan, you know that I you know, thought that things were going to be a lot different. I, like many Michigan fans, thought that things were going to be different for Juwan Howard. You know, I wasn't, uh, he was going to be the guy that was going to be able to get that five-star, which to me, the five-star is what it is. You know, the one-and-done type of player doesn't really do much for you. You know, they're there, they're there one minute and they're gone the next. I look at a guy like Iggy Brozdakis because everybody's in such a hurry, probably should have stuck around. Now he's playing pro ball in Lithuania or wherever he's at. You know, Caleb Houston doesn't play. Kobe Bufkin, Musa Diabate. And keep going. And Jed Howard. Although I thought Jed Howard was misused. Uh, it's it's over, man. It's over. There's not uh, there's not really a whole lot else I can say. Uh, the Michigan football success that bought this team some time. Uh, they have been unable to capitalize on it. Losing streaks of five games, five games, and now this current one of six games that they probably lose the remaining two because without Olivier Kamwa in the lineup, you lose uh, almost a guaranteed close to double double. It's it's a wrap. And now I don't I don't know what you do moving forward. To be honest with you. I'm not really sure. That's a really tough conversation for for Ward Manuel to have to have. And he, he said that he supports the coach, and that's that's fine. But, I mean, you know, you, you turn on the game and you look up, and I got the Red Wings on at the same time. I look over, and it's 14-1. to 1. Rutgers had a lead. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is here. I don't think that there can be... I I just I I you hear me? I'm at a loss for words. If you want to share your thoughts, eight six six eight three eight four eight four three. Because uh, like, look, I'm not trying to walk into work, and uh, I guess at this point in my career and in my life, it really wouldn't matter anyways. But really trying to um, really trying to dance around this one pretty pretty fragilely. Is that a word? Gently. I have to be relatively aware of what's being said here, and it's uh, that that makes it tough. That makes it tough because I can't really share with you uh, my true actual feelings on what's taking place. Uh, outside of the record is pretty self-explanatory, and the direction is pretty self-explanatory. Uh, eight and twenty-one, three and fifteen in conference play. Uh, there, there is there, and there's no hope. Like that's the problem. Like it's not like oh, we had a lot of close games. Like oh, they're right there on the cusp. Like no, it's not. Like, that's not how it. It's not how this goes. Like this, this is not going well at all. Like this is horrible. This is about as bad as it gets. As bad as it gets. And for. Jawan Howard, like it didn't work. It didn't work. And it hasn't worked. And, you know, what I found is very interesting is a lot of the early commentary is like, he wasn't the head coach. This is all about Phil Martelli. Jawan's not that. Okay. All right. Sure. Then where's all the Phil Martelli hate at now? 
You know, they go from 30 and 7 under Beeline to 19 and 12 to 23 and 5 to 19 and 15 to 18 and 16 to 8 and 21. Uh, that's in the 23 and 5 season is 2020, 2021, right? So coming out of COVID, you got a number one seed in the tournament. You finish number four in the country. You got as high as number two. Your preseason ranked number 25. You had a lot of good things going for you. A lot of good things going for you. Uh, but that was on the on the heels of, you know, we didn't have a tournament in 1920, and everybody talks about that year we didn't have a tournament, but you were looking at, you know, six consecutive tournament berths before last year. And the wheels came off the bus. And the problem is, is that there is a, there's a, a separate body of work of other incidents that have taken place that just don't bode well. You hit a coach, strength coach, but you hit a coach. It's inexcusable. Like I, you know, you got a guy that you suspended for road games only. Instead of just doing a six-game suspension and getting it over with, you suspended him for like a, that's like a fake suspension. I've never heard such a thing. Where's the development? Where are the recruits? How do you even get anybody to come back? Like Terrace Reed, Will Cheddar, Doug McDaniel. I mean, you got to have those guys back, right? Why? Like, I I couldn't convince them to stay right now. And with their final three games remaining, folks, this is something you need to be really aware of. Pardon me, final two, because they already lost that last one. They got to win both of these games. Both of these games to get a double-digit winning season. The last time they won 10 games, John Beeline's first year when he took over for Tommy Amaker, right? And really shuffling the deck there hard. And the very next year, from 10 and 22 to 21 and 14, and a 10 seed in the tournament. And then it was, you know, Beeline all the way. The last time this team won single digit games in a season, they won seven games during the 81 82 season. That was it. Very, very difficult. Very difficult. And I can tell you this, a very unpleasant season, very tough season. Would have been a great time to really carry over, and I was dead wrong. I've said it once. I've said it a million times. I thought that you know what we saw in the first couple games, hey, this team's going to get outrun. They're tall. They're lanky. Trey Jackson, Olivier Kamwa, Terrace Reed, like we've got some decent size. We're athletic. We're long. Doug McDaniel running the point. That's great. Jalen Llewellyn coming. Like, okay, like we got some you know, Will Cheddar. I thought I felt really good about this. And uh, I was wrong. It's a good thing the Michigan football team was good this year because I don't even know if their basketball team could beat half of the high school teams in the state of Michigan. They aren't even watchable. Yes, they would beat the high school team. Like, come on, let's not make inflammatory statements. They would no high school teams competing with them. It's just that just the overall size and strength is is enough to is enough to beat somebody, but um, yeah, that's what we got. Step aside. More X and Bros after this. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news 
press releases and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to Michigan Statewide Morning Show, X's and Bros, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports and Network. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening. Text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000, or give us a dial on the Meyer Supercenter guest line, 866-838-4843-866-838-4843. We've got Ryan on the line. Good morning, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, sure. Good morning. What's and, up? Yeah, it, it's nice that we can just eliminate a whole sport in the winter season in the state of Michigan. Oh. The way things are going. Because I, when I was sitting there watching Michigan, you know, turn the game on, on to the tablet because the wings were on. See that it's one nothing Michigan. You know, great hockey score. And then I blinked and it was ten to one. And then felt like blinked again, and it was like 20 to 4 or something, whatever the score was. It doesn't matter. In this game, it didn't matter. Then I got to thinking, like, like how many wins do the basketball teams have compared to our football teams? And then I looked it up, and that Pistons win on Tuesday versus the Bulls. It surpassed the basketball teams, passed the football teams. Finally, this season. How many total games played? So the Pistons, Michigan, and Michigan State have 34 wins this season in 115 games. Wow. And our football teams, Lions, Michigan, and Michigan State have 33 wins. This does include playoffs. Michigan going you know, 15-0 in 47 games. Wow. And then then, then getting no help from Michigan State. Well, the thing is, like, in with basketball, Michigan State has half the basketball wins. 17 of the 34 go to Michigan State. Michigan and the Pistons have 17 total wins together. 
Dear heavens. It's uh it's just such a bad time for hoops right now. But you know what? You can't have any you can't have everything, right? And so if if the basketball program had to die so that football could rise, that's a that's a trade that most Michigan fans are willing but to make why did eight all days a week. Basketball teams have to die. Why did all of them have to die? And by like two were dead and one is just going through the motions. Life support. Yeah, um, I think with the with the with the Pistons, the hiring of Monty Williams. I mean, that's just been a that's just been a disaster uh, from the beginning. And I really want to like the guy. I do, I really do. Uh, but they got to figure out a way to. They got to figure out a way to and and by turn some things around. I mean, what are you what are you going to turn around? Like you know what I mean? There, there's only 20 games left. If, however many games left, if you won 20 of them, it doesn't matter. You still, I mean, 29 wins. I thought this team would have been, they should have been over 30. You know, I was hoping that maybe they'd, they'd dabble and flirt with the playing a little bit. I guess ignorant and naive of me to believe that. Is it, is it bad when we're hoping for 30 wins out of our NBA team? Yeah, that's atrocious. Yeah. It's atrocious. And it took, took Troy Weaver like till midseason to realize, like, oh, yeah, this team I put together, I pretty much have to rework the entire bench because every the whole way I constructed the bench is awful. And I trade for Marvin Bagley. I ended up giving up four picks just to have them and get rid of them. You got absolutely nothing out of it. Yeah. And I like bags too. I do. I'm not going to lie. I, I like that. I, maybe I like the idea of what Marvin Bagley could be versus what he actually is. But I saw a graphic put out by Jack Kelly, the Aussie that covers the Pistons. And he said it, it, the graphic is the core four plus core support. And I really like that. I really, I really do. Cause he's trying to figure out like, okay, you know, we got the, the core four that we uh, believe in and you know, who's going to be around him. I, I love the addition of uh, Fontecchio. I think He's exactly what the, what the doctor ordered. Too bad we didn't have one of those second-round picks for Dalton Connect out of Tennessee. Give me that kid. Holy mackerel. You see that guy? Oh, yeah. I saw him up close and personal when Tennessee came for the scrimmage up to MSU. Oof. And he dropped like 40 in the scrimmage. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, that kid's the real deal, Dalton Connect. He's got to wear the number four. Connect four just makes too much sense. I mean, it's it's right there. Yeah, it's also, a, the, in other basketball news, I know you were you were dunking on Caitlin Clark a little. I mean, rightfully so. And people like he's coming. She's coming after Pete Maravich's record. Well, Pistol Pete did it in three years with no three point line. So that's always the most impressive because he couldn't play as a freshman because freshmen weren't allowed to play varsity. No three point line. Dude was averaging forty five a game. Like. I get why they do because it's like what uh, what other records does she have to break? So it's just you just look to the next one. But now she's go she's going to go pro. And I believe the Indiana Fever are lined up to take the number one pick whenever the draft is, probably in two weeks or six months. The Nobody WNBA knows. Time. No one knows the WNBA timeline. It's somebody. Somebody said that like, I read somewhere on the internet yesterday that she'll probably make like seventy eight thousand in the WNBA. And people are like, oh my god, dude, I will go play basketball right now for seventy eight thousand. 
Like I'll, uh, yeah, Darren Ravel was out there saying she's taking a pay cut. Like, no, she's not. She's gaining $78,000 because all the money she makes now is endorsement NIL money. She gets paid $0 from Iowa. Minus like the stipend. So it's a game. Plus she'll probably get even more Scott or more sponsorship deals. And who, I mean, I don't know who's on the NIL train, but let's just say there's a, um, I don't know, a Chevy dealer or something, a Ford dealer that's on with her. Like, you think that she's not going to continue that relationship? Like, yeah, and that's, that's the other thing. Like, some people want to just overdo it and over, like, if I'm, if let's say that is, let's say she does have a Ford dealership there in Des Moines and they've been with her and she knows this. And she, what you say to that Ford dealership now that you're in the WNBA, I'll be back in town. On these days, let's do one. Let's do one day. We block out a couple hours. Let's do the like commercial shoot or whatever you want to do. Let's do it on that day. And there's no extra. There, like I'm not charging you any extra. Let's keep everything the same. You do them a solid by keeping the price the same, even though your status has now been elevated. And it's a, it's it's called doing business in good faith, right? You know, you don't have to just well. I'm in the WMA now. You're gonna have to pay me even more. Like, no, you could just go back and those who supported you along the way, you can you can you know give them a break. A hundred percent. I mean, all it is, you can just expand your portfolio at this point. You don't need to shed, just expand. The WNBA season, I think, is just as long as a college basketball season. So it's not like you're really losing the time. You're gaining time because you don't have schoolwork to do anymore. Yeah, and, and Charles Barkley was talking about this with the NBA and the next TV deal. Um, yeah, everyone's under this grand assumption, and I'm just going to throw this out there. Everyone's under this grand assumption that the next TV deal is going to be so much bigger than the current deal. And I don't know if that's the case. And I'll be very interested to see. You know, Charles, like, guys are going to be making $70, 80000000 million a season. I don't know, man. I don't know if they have, like, one, the, the number standpoint of it, but two... I don't know if they have the juice right now. And I think part of that is, is like the load management and guys not wanting to play and rest days and everything else. Like the league is the league's in a really weird spot where this next TV deal, you might not see a giant increase across the board. They're thinking about expansion and everything else. I think that's a ridiculous move. I, I know why they're doing it. It's a, it's a money grab, but you have, I, I, as a, as an NBA fan, I'll, I'll be as honest about this as I can be. I have not been as disinterested in the league in my lifetime as I have been this year. And I don't know if that's a result of how poorly the Pistons have played, but just league-wide, man, I have just been, like, I'm forcing myself to watch stuff. And I'm like, I, I, it was never like this. It was never like this. I feel like all the older people that were, I believe there's nothing like the 80s. And I'm like, hey, I know you're right. But at the same time, it's like, this is nothing like the 90s. This is not like the early 2000s. Like, what happened here? I don't... It wasn't even like 10 years ago. And a lot of things happened. Like you said, a lot of the players have sat there. And where you've gone from someone like Kobe, who is famous quality, goes, you know, I don't believe in load management because, you know, I go to an away game. What if that, there was a kid in the last row, saved up his money to come see me one time. It's like, I'm not. I'm not robbing that kid of that opportunity. Now you get these players all playing, you know, 80% of my games. That That's too much to ask for out of me. 
is to show up to work 80% of the time. Well, Ryan, that's going to take you off of the all-NBA list if you if you don't reach at least 65 games, which is going to affect your contract. That's not fair. Oh, my which God. I believe, I believe the, the stat is like 95% of players that have been on the all-NBA list have played 65 games in a season. Yeah. Exactly. And it's that attitude. It's the rules the NBA have created that have been strictly for offense to where the officials create an unwatchable game. It's not the officials' fault. It's they're following the rules that were given to them. Uh, too many reviews. Now they got the officials on the camera with the microphone, which is so unnecessary. It's it's the it's dumbest like the, thing ever. The offense, like allowing them, like expanding it seems like expanding the travel rule where James Harden can take three hop skips and a you know a moonwalk to do a three pointer. It's I think continuation fouls just allowing LeBron to run from the three point line to dunk it. Like it's it's just become unwatchable where, you know, yes, defense can be exciting a little bit. Grant, you don't want People probably don't want the 2004 Pistons or finals games for 70 to 55, but it's like we don't want 130 to 125. We want scores to be around 100. Like yeah. that was kind of always the benchmark of a good game. It's like, hey, if it was if it was 99 to 94, like solid game. You saw some offense, defense tightened up at the right time. And part of it is it's just the rules the league created to let offense run rain. And if you think about it, you, you like you only need, you know, you're going to get two possessions every minute, right? 48 seconds in total between the two shot clocks. So you'll get two and a half possessions, pardon me, per every minute. 12-minute quarters. If your team scores two points a minute, right, converts on everything, then you're going to be at 24, 25 points every quarter. That gets you to 100 right there. Like the, the the simple mathematics of it all, and it's just like, guys, if you could figure out a way to tighten this thing up a little bit and to be able to, like you said, the carry and the travel, enforce the rules, enforce the rules. The other part of it is our youth basketball system is so so broken right now that it's just it. That's a that's another story for another day. And but they're, they're, they're to a. Go ahead. I was going to say I was listening to a podcast with uh, Jay Billis was on it and they're talking about fixing college basketball in the transfer portal. And this is something where I said you could get behind because they're like, well, how do you fix NIL? Can NCAA do anything? He's like, no, NIL, not fixable. It's Wild West, blah, blah, blah. But what needs to happen is schools need to sign players to contracts. It's like four-year contracts. They can make as much money as possible. We live in a capitalist society. Like, don't put caps on their earnings. If they want to leave, they have the players have to buy out their contracts. So, well, that's good. At least somebody else is on the buyout train with me. That's a positive, and it's coming from Jay Billis. Maybe he listens to the program. Uh, so that's a that's a huge plus. The question is, is like, what is the contract worth? Like, what is that buyout worth? You know what I mean? And so uh, you you sign them to like a, I think he was using an example for basketball players, just basketball. Players. $500,000 a year. Jeez, like, to play college you know, basketball. But just as an example, but, he goes, but if that player wants to leave, he owes me the remaining value of the contract. 
And it's like you could set up deals where it's like, yes, you can set up an option after two years in case you want to go pro. I do. I I like this idea a lot. Uh, one because it puts the buyout uh, into play. I don't like the the uncapped earnings um, of it because of competitive balance. Because because that's why you know salary cap Look leagues. In football once nil came in to play. Did competitive? Did Alabama just buy every player, or did the talent kind of spread out a little bit? Everybody else bought like, every player. Exactly. It's the talent spread out a little bit. And that's what basketball said. The talent has spread out a little bit. What have we complained about this year? There's really no true dominant team this year. Everyone's kind of beating everyone. The talent's spreading out. Granted, that's part of the transfer portal. Everyone kind of bouncing places. But the talent is spreading out. It's just everyone's numbers gotten higher. Yeah, and, and I think that if you if you can if you can cap it and level the level the playing field. Uh, for but then if you're going to sign the player to a contract that's outside of the scholarship, then they're employees, right? So we, I love the idea, though. Well, I'm all trust me. I'm included with the contract and everything. But yeah, it's. I think that's kind of the way to go. Is just put more responsibility on the players if they want to leave. Mm-hmm. I'd like, be good that's with that. What really needs to happen is just you kind of need to fix the transfer portal and the way people just bounce around and have eight years of eligibility somehow. And because it's, it's un American to say you can only earn $80,000 a year. Uh, I mean, it, as long as there's a salary cap, like, you know what I mean? As long as, as long as every team has the ability and has the requirement to, you know, not exceed a, a certain dollar amount, then I'm good with that. Because I, I hate baseball, the way that they set theirs up. I can't, I, I think that, you know, somebody texted me the other day about the Trevor Bauer thing and then, you know, about the Dodgers. I can't wait to watch the Dodgers. I was like, I can't because I can't stay up till 10 o'clock to watch the first pitch of a three-hour game. But you load it up on everybody because some teams are willing to pay this tax and defer salaries and do all this other nonsense. Like, I want more talent dispersed about, I'd rather have, a situation like we have in college basketball where you have more teams uh, that are involved. I think that, you know, college football with the portal and NIL the way that it has been, you know, bringing a team like Washington to the forefront, bringing Oregon uh, into it, getting Texas to finally be back, Florida State having some success. Like, that's good for college football because we didn't want as a fan base to just see Georgia and Alabama every year, right? So the more dispersed the talent, the better off that is. Clemson, Alabama. Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma was three of the four. So you could pencil that in for half of the playoffs. Ohio State. But also, and Ohio State. Like, Ohio State, Oklahoma are kind of flipping. But back to the baseball point, how many World Series have the Dodgers won in the last 15 years? Zero. One. They won, won, one. They won COVID. Mm-hmm. The COVID year. So, all that luxury tax money, all that, you know, billions of dollars spent and you get the Mickey Mouse trophy. Right, and I get that, but at the same time, like, would you rather have Shohei Otani in L.A. or Shohei Otani in Detroit? I'd love him in Detroit because I'm selfish, but he's also been in L.A., Anaheim, Southern California for six years now. 
Yeah, I would just rather see some of these guys move around to some of these different markets. Like I would like to see Pittsburgh uh, I have a have a good team. Cincinnati have a good team. Uh, Detroit to be able to get some stars, some superstar power. Milwaukee, um, you know, I just that that's where I look at it. Like I want more of the names. I want more of the star power uh, dispersed so that we do have more of the. Uh, man, I don't know who's going to win. We'll step aside. We've got a really fiery text here from the Blue Wall uh, Brigade. We'll get into that next year. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. The food district is now open. There's something for everyone. From Baba Coo's Burritos to Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen to Guy Fieri's Chicken and Ike's Lovin' Sandwiches. Savor every delicious flavor at the all-new Food District. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges and Meyer wellness vitamins or supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus I can save even more with M perks like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. The Freddy the Pizza Man Foundation is dedicated to providing support to families and Michigan schools touched by autism. We invite you to join us in supporting these families and schools by making a donation at freddythepizzaman.com. With your donation, you can help provide essential resources that can make a real impact. Visit freddythepizzaman.com to make a donation and to learn more about the foundation's mission. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Together, we can make a difference. It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. Walker! Kenny Walker! Touchdown! Smarty! Goff's 
got it. Back, looks, throws, ends up. Yes. Caught. Touchdown to Craig Lyons. They did it. Armand Ross, they brought the receiving end. Sends one to deep left center field. Back it goes, and that ball's out of here. A grand slam from Miguel Cabrera. He's got two balls. Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Welcome back here. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21,000. Sports radio to 21000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 866 838 4843. That's 866 838 4843. We're on Twitter, XP Facebook, X's and Bros. And of course, good morning to our television audience as well. On BCSN and streaming live on our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network. Add a .com to that to find our website, xbmornings at gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox. And you can find us all individually on Twitter. Ben Glaze is at the Ben Glaze. Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore key. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. I got a text message here uh, from Freddie. And it says, no, the difference is Harbaugh was established and won everywhere he coached. Jawan never coached, and fans anointed him, even Jalen Rose, who has gone into hiding. Here's the thing about the Jalen Rose and the going into hiding. you got to get over that because he's unemployed right now, as far as I know. Uh, he was one of the many cuts, Jalen and Jacoby. They, they were let go. They wiped out their entire staff. They pay Mike Greenberg. They pay Stephen A. Smith. You know what I mean? Like, he's not on television anymore, so where, where, would, he, where would he have gone? Like what? What is he supposed to do? Like where do you where do you want to see? Like he's not going going into hiding. He's at the games. He sits courtside. I see him regularly. So it's he's not hiding from anybody. He just doesn't have a microphone in his face for two hours a day. Everyone went after a radio host for seeing it day one and was right because he had the guts to say what he saw. Who? When? Where? He should have been fired after the slap. Michigan fans knew it then. Blue wall. Blue wall. Difference is Harbaugh was established and won everywhere he coached. So I guess what I guess my question would be to Freddie here is that can you you cannot hire a first time head coach at a major program? Is that what I'm is that what I'm hearing? Is that is that that's the rule. Can't you can't have a first time head coach at a at a major program. You have to do what? What's the qualification? Uh, that's what I'm looking for. What 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 is the qualification to hire a coach at a major program? That's all I need to know. You know, it's not like he wasn't coaching when they brought him in. He was an assistant coach for the Miami Heat. So that's a that's a pretty good pedigree, uh, all in itself. But I just I I just need to know uh, where you are not. Uh, what what is the criteria to hire a head coach at a major program? Uh, I don't know. The radio host for seeing it since day one. I mean, early on the returns were great. Returns were great early on. There was there is undebatable. Inrefut- it's unrefusable. Like you can't can't argue it. The problem is, is that over the course of time, things went into decline. 
And I think that this year with the, uh, you know, because he's not fired. He's still with the university as far as I know. The, the strength coach, John Sanderson, a.k.a. the Sandman. I think once that went down, that was it. That was, the that was you know, for me, you know, a guy who has played such a pivotal role in the program is no longer a part of the program for allegedly saying the culture within the program is crap. Uh, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. And you just can't, you can't have something like that. You can't do that. So uh, very, very interested uh, to, to hear what the criteria will be for, uh, you know, for hiring a head coach at a major program. Would really like to know uh, what the, so it sounds like, because Harbaugh was established and won everywhere he coached. That's why, I guess I'm trying to figure out, is that why he got the leeway? Is that why he got the extra years after 2020? Is that why, I don't know. I just I just need a little bit of an explanation there, and then I'll be okay. Then I'll be able to understand maybe the uh, what is being said here. As for the Jalen Rose thing, you got to get over it, like I said. Like, he's not, he's not hired, he's not paid to talk anymore, so... As far as I know, I haven't, I mean, I don't know if he's got his own podcast like, like everybody else on the planet or if it's, you know, Jalen Jacoby. Like, I don't, I don't know exactly what's going on there. Um, but I know that he was one of the many cuts made by ESPN, even though he and Michael Wilbon did a sensational job uh, covering the NBA on ESPN's coverage there. I thought they were great. Uh, but, you know, that's, that, that's, my opinion has nothing to like. I'm just looking at it from a from an actual television standpoint. I thought they were great, so maybe we'll uh, well maybe we'll get some further detail on that uh, from Freddie a little bit later on in the program. What else is going on in the sports world? We'll try to get you all caught up with all the happenings. We'll do so right now in the headlines. Big news. I have a little news flash. Let's check the headlines. No, it's real news for once. The biggest stories of the local, regional, and national news. This is huge news. Speaking of those Michigan Wolverines, they fell to Rutgers by 30-82-52. They're back in action on Sunday at Ohio State. Four o'clock tip-off. CBS has the game. Then they'll get seven days before they'll take on Nebraska at noon on BTN and get this uh, get this regular season uh, over with. Shohei Otani is married, but nobody knew that he was getting married. Otani said through an, inter- through an interpreter, she is a Japanese woman. I don't really feel comfortable talking about when I got married exactly, but she's a normal Japanese woman. <laughs> That's great. Good for him. Good for him. Try to keep it as quiet as possible. Penn State's Chop Robinson. Oh, he's climbing up the boards, folks. Climbing up the boards. Here he goes. This is great. Uh, combine time. The Underwear Olympics ran a 4-4-8 in the 40-yard dash yesterday. Linebackers and defensive linemen uh, taking the field yesterday. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones must take a paternity test, according to a judge. There is a lawsuit out there by a woman who claims that uh, that she is the daughter of Jerry Jones. But he's, you know, I guess they settled something in 1998, and he's been paying her a lot and I don't know why she now wants to, like how much how much more money do you need? Like what do you like what do you want? Is my question. Like it's a fling, it's an affair, it is what it like it, it's whatever. But what exactly do you want from Jerry Jones? Like it obviously wasn't supposed to happen. There was an agreement that took place in ninety eight. You made all this money, like he's not gonna claim you as his child. And I know that that might be Difficult, but just move on with your life. Like, what do you want? 
He's, the guy's 81 years old. It's over. It's done. Every day from here on out is a gift. Iowa cornerback Cooper DeGene said he recently started to run at full speed, so good for him acknowledging he's still recovering from a broken leg that ended his final season as a Hawkeye. Really tough to come back from that, especially at his position. We'll see where he ends up going in the draft. Mecole Hardman said uh, his come-and-get-me comments resonated with the Jets. So what he did was he was on The Pivot. It's a, po- a podcast hosted by Ryan Clark, and he said that he was so checked out, he was over it. He had already talked to the Chiefs GM and Patrick Mahomes, like, come and get me. Two weeks later, he was sent back to the Kansas City Chiefs. Is there tampering? Tampering charges carry a loss of draft picks. Very interesting. Keep our eyes on that. Joel Embiid says that he will return. Spoke to the media yesterday. He'll return to the season regardless of what the 76ers record is. Uh, Thomas Bryant was suspended. However, he was able to get his ring. The Miami Heat Center was. Receive a group hug from his former teammates. And then he had to exit the arena because he's serving a suspension. Atlanta Hawks wave veteran guard Patty Mills. Eddie Mills, 35-year-old, all done. How about Nathan McKinnon? How good has he been? Had two points to hit 100 points this season. His 36 goal with 228 left in the third period. Uh, beat Peter Morazic. They killed the Blackhawks last night. Five to nothing. Speaking of hockey, not a good day uh, for our hockey team. The Detroit Red Wings lost to the New York Islanders, unfortunately, last night. Five to three. More on that game to come. Michigan got beat by 30, 82, 52. And the Boston Red Sox beat the Tigers five to two yesterday as well. Pistons back in action tonight, tipping off at seven o'clock. We'll step aside. More X's and Bros after this Michigan Sports Network. Huge here for my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Now, they're located on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids here on the west side of the state. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. Now, if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, the business, the golf club, maybe that second home or the lake, stop by and see Drew and the crew. They can hook you up today at Impact Power Sports. They also have e-bikes, quads, side-by-side, yard toys for the big boys and the big girls anything you need when it comes to power they have it at impact power sports on 14 mile road in rockford also if you want a shot at winning lois browns lions golf cart a custom built lions golf cart text impact to 21000 that's impact to 21000 and you could win lomas brown's lions golf cart this summer from impact power sports and the huge show hey michigan let's go big i'm herman moore lions all pro wide receiver and i'm talking real big time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your deposit for up to $1,500, and you'll get 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. This is X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Uh, we got another text here. Oh, Jalen can only talk when he gets paid. That came from Freddie, who's on hold right now. Good morning, Freddie. How are you? Yeah, I tried calling last segment, but Ben didn't answer the phone because I heard you send out the bat signal. And because I was on trying to call and he didn't answer, I, I only heard you read. I only heard half your comments. So you sent out the bat signal. How are you, A.B.? 
I'm doing well. Hey, by the way, what kind of renovations you got going on over there? It's none of your business. I, we don't call it talk about business. We, I, hey, hey about, never talk about the family business, business with strangers. My man ordered a, an entire case of tile. It came in one little flimsy package the size of a notebook. <laughs> I meant to say we don't talk personal when I call it a show. We talk personal when we're off air. Oh, you okay. Come visit me because you're because you're my man. But when we when I'm on the phone with you during the six to nine, it's all business. It's all no. business. So First I got some all. questions, Mister yeah. Freddie. Question number one. Yeah, go ahead. You start. Go yeah. Ahead. You start. yeah, you say Jalen Rose in hiding. I see him all the time. So where is he hiding at? What do you do? Are you, I mean, are you, are you impressed? I'm not impressed. Now, impressed with what? Let, you let, said he was in hiding. I see him in public all the time. I see him once a week. I see Listen, I stood next to him at a buffet line. I didn't even say hi to him. I didn't care. I don't care. So then why are you my, bringing him up? My philosophy. My philosophy was you should say hi to me. I should have said hi to him. That was my philosophy. Okay? Okay? So, because that was my day that day when I saw him. So, uh, he didn't say hi to me. I didn't say hi to him. It was my day. The Lions were honoring me. Even though they, they, they honored me half, you know what, but it's okay. That's a story for another day. Now, let's, now let, first of all, I wanted to say this. All you crybabies out there, I heard you this morning, too. All you crybabies crying about a patch on a jersey. You know what? You go buy a business. You go buy a team. And you run it. And all you people crying are the ones going over there buying season tickets. And spending all their money. I was given tickets to the Pistons last week. And it still cost me 300 bucks. I, I was given tickets for tonight's game. And it still cost me. It's going to cost me 300 bucks. And you guys are crying, and you go buy their tickets, and you're crying. No, no, it's you not. Buy? It's okay. No, the patch thing on jerseys. We don't want to be European off. hockey, Freddie. We don't want to have a giant okay. Wendy's logo. All we don't want to be that where it looks like somebody barfed all over the floor with all these constant advertisements. Like I get it. We're a business. Well, I'm a business run on advertisements. There, but there's got to be some constraints on this. It's not so much the patch on the jersey because it was coming. The thing about it is, it's a garbage company. Okay, well, I heard you this morning, and you kept saying, apparently, apparently you were, apparently you own the Lions, because you kept saying we. Now you own the Red Wings. I can't hear you say we. So, I don't know. Are you French, or, or do you own the Wings and the Lions? I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I have minority stakes in all of our teams. <laughs> all right, let's get to, let's get to J- Jawan Howard. Cause the yeah, let's get to it. I've been waiting. You've been beating around the bush long enough. Jeez okay. Louise. You, you, sent, you sent the bad signal out. Listen, you made a point this morning about uh, 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 Jim Harbaugh, and I said, no, the difference is he's won everywhere he's gone. Mm-hmm. Okay? So what my point was, I said it when they hired him, that you guys anointed him. He never coached or won anything. And Jalen Rose got on camera and said, this guy's going to take this program to the next level. John Beeline, you're cute. You got us so far. This guy is going to bring us to the next level, and it okay. never happened. Now okay. you're telling me he's going to be paid to get on air to say he was wrong. Which I why does he have to get paid? He's got a cell phone. Take a selfie. Take a take a, a live video. I was wrong, but he won't do that. That's all my. Why was. why would time out? That why would you do that, Freddie? Why would you do that? First off, Jawan Howard gets hired. 
and he's on television, right? He's being paid by ESPN at the time. They're talking about the Juwan Howard hired. So, hey, we're going round table, like pardon the interruption or anything else. What's your opinion on the matter? This is how he feels about what his friend is going to be able to do for the program. Guess What's what? He, he was wrong, just like me. I was wrong about it. Okay, but I, I don't care. I don't care that I don't care that you were wrong. It's not about who's right or wrong. Okay, this is that's the problem with today's society. Everything is receipts. Everything is receipts now. No one can have an opinion, or everyone's scared to have an opinion because they're afraid they're going to turn into a meme or they're going to it's going to be brought up against them. That's not how life works. If you have an opinion that's fair and honest and and thought out, it's okay if you're right or wrong. It's not about that. I don't want to be patted on the back when, I, when I'm right, because I'm right a lot of times. But what I'm saying is that he, this guy was anointed by the Fab Five and Michigan fans when he never coached or won anything. And now you guys are, you guys are, you guys, no one wants to say anything. John Beeline got thrown to the curb. That was my only point. John Beeline left. We didn't kick him out. He left to the curb because Juwan Howard played for the Fab Five. He got thrown to the curb. Who you kicked him to the I curb? There isn't a single person I know so that didn't thank John Beeline for what he did. Now on to my next point. My question: What is the criteria then to be a head coach at a major program? Because as you said, Jim Harbaugh won everywhere he went, but Juwan Howard's never coached anywhere, even though he was an assistant in Miami. Neither here nor there, but. What's the criteria then to be a head coach at a major program? He was the quarterback coach for the Raiders when he went to the Super Bowl, by the way. Rich Gaines, MVP year. Now, um, my, there's no criteria. My, my point is, you, you, you guys anointed him without even winning. That, that was my point. Jalen Rose, when he was fired, went out of air and said, this guy's going to take you to the next level. It doesn't matter if he coached or didn't coach. He said you were going to take him to the next level. That's, okay. that, that's my point. And the difference was when you hired Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh won everywhere. So you kind of knew what was going to happen. So this guy got anointed without even knowing what, what was on his resume. He had nothing on his resume. I find that incredibly interesting because I'm looking for another major program. I'm looking for another a big time, big brand, right? A lot of history, a lot of... A lot of tradition. Here we go, right? Here we go. Buckle up. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, hmm, this is so interesting because I need to know what exactly somebody needs to do to be hired by another program. Well, you know, Ryan Day had a lot of experience in offensive coordinator in Urban. I didn't even go that route. I didn't care about him. We beat him every year. He doesn't matter. He's irrelevant. What about Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame? What the hell did he ever do to be anointed as the head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish? Well, I think I think he's doing a terrible job, and I'm the one that said go get Urban Meyer last year. I'm the one that said go they get him. They can't bring I him to Notre Dame. Dame. What? That's a Catholic school. What's the matter with you? I love, why he was the wide, he was the wide receiver coach there. I love Notre Dame. I don't care about Marcus Freeman. I want a winner. I, if he doesn't win this year, you can go bye bye. You and Sam Harmon and that and that ugly beard, you can get out of here. Beat it. Have a good day. I gotta go. I know you're up against it. I gotta go. Hey, it's my birthday, by the way. You want to say happy birthday? Is it really your birthday? Yeah, it's my birthday. First of the month, baby. <laughs> no, are you being serious was, or not? Is your birthday really March first? I was blessed. I was. I was. I, I was blessed to be born on the first of the month because I'm a businessman. I should be born on the first of the month. Oh. I'm a go getter. I'm always right, and I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm 
I'm, I'm the man. Hey, <laughs> have a great weekend. Okay, I'm looking for my phone here. I got to hang up. <laughs> That's why, folks. It is the first of the month. So great to have you ride along with us. Can't take Urban Meyer to Notre Dame. What's the matter with you? You can't do that. That's preposterous. That's ludicrous. That's nuts. No way. That's all I want to know, what the criteria was. We see it happen. Guy with no head coaching experience gets hired to be a head coach. Uh, We had a guy with an interim tag get hired as our head coach here. He was, what, the head coach for Miami for half a season? Seemed to be working out pretty well for Dan Campbell, right? So that, that, I mean... Yeah, there was no reason to believe that Juwan Howard couldn't take this group to the next level. No reason. I mean, they had a number one seed at one point in the tournament. Like, early returns were good. Just hasn't worked out well. We'll step aside. X and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls high school sports MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four-pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm-direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Miss any of today's show? Find our podcast and listen on demand on Google, Apple, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to X's and Bros with Anthony Bellino, here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you ride along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and... Worldwide in the iHeartRadio app, a couple of uh, interesting news and notes here that I want to that I want to bring up and and bring to you. One of which is uh, breaking news uh, right now, happening in real time, and that is 
Kool-Aid McKinstry. Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry is a guy that many uh, many Lions fans are keeping an eye on. One, great name. Two, great school. Three, great player. However, during the combine medical evaluation, doctors found that Bama's All-American cornerback Kool-Aid McKinstry has a Jones fracture in his right foot. McKinstry will not work out in Indy, but will do so at his pro day, then get it fixed. He should be 100% before training camp. That comes from Ian Rappaport. Now, why this is uh, interesting is that Joe Papliano tweeted out a cool piece of information to remember during the NFL Combine is that when Lucas Oil Stadium was built in 2008, they ran fiber optic lines underground that connected to local to a local hospital, allowing them to analyze 600 plus MRIs, a 1200 plus X-rays in real time. So how about that? Very very interesting little tidbit of information there. Very forward thinking uh, as well. And then I also saw one from a couple days ago. Uh, we were talking about the new college football playoff format. And uh, Joe, once again, once again, Pompliano, at Joe Pompliano on Twitter, said the new college football playoff will put the four highest-ranked conference champions in seeds one through four, meaning Notre Dame could be undefeated and number one in the country. They would still get a five seed, requiring them to win four straight games to win a title. Wow. That's awesome. Notre Dame has an easier path than the conference champions who would have beaten most likely a higher-ranked team at a neutral site to win a conference title then have to win three straight. With a crying face emoji, that came from Brett McMurphy. The really interesting piece about all of this is that do we do away with the conference championship games? I think that we do. I think we get rid of it, and I think we get rid of the conference championship games in college football because I don't want to see the same matchup more than twice in a season. I don't want to see Bama, Georgia three times. Regular season, conference championship game, playoff game, no. I don't want to see Texas and Oklahoma do that. I don't want to see USC and Oregon do it. I don't want to see anybody do that. Right? And I think that by removing the conference championship game and and doing it European soccer style or how we used to do it back in the day, which would be best record at the end of the year wins your conference regular season title you get the conference championship if two teams are tied in record head-to-head record versus common opponents points scored whatever the case may be do your tiebreakers that way maybe not points scored because uh, schedules are a little finicky so head-to-head record and then uh record versus common opponents so on and so forth and that's what i would do uh, it go down the line for the for the tiebreakers, but I would eliminate the conference championship game all altogether. And then if we view the conferences with these automatic qualifiers, you basically take the standings and draw a line at number three, right? If you take a look at uh, uh, I don't know NHL wild card standings, NBA standings, whatever, you draw that line, MLB standings, that line, boom, top three in the conference for the SEC and the Big Ten, they get in. Top two for the ACC and the Big Twelve. They have already bent the knee to the SEC and the Big Ten. Those guys flexing their muscle. They got the contenders. They got the real teams. I get it. I don't I don't like it, but I understand why they're doing it. But this expansion from 12 to 14 almost immediately to me is just, it's preposterous. But you keep the weight on the regular season. And Tony Petiti is a big fan of trying to get end-of-the-year games to really be meaningful. They're all going to be meaningful because you got to get one of those top three positions. You get one of those top three positions, you're in. 
right? So you just eliminate the conference championship game, get rid of that, and have everybody play in the final week of the season knowing you know, that, hey, we might have a chance. Here's the tiebreaker formula. This is how we get in. Win and get in, baby. Do it that way. Create some more excitement, more emphasis on the regular season, and then we can move on to the playoff. I think that's a good way to kind of satisfy uh, both parties in that regard. Now, on to what took place last night in Hockey Town. Uh, Red Wings were at home. 5-3 to three was the final score. They were hosting the Islanders. And a very, very difficult. They snapped the six-game winning streak through the Islanders. And what had happened was the Islanders got on the board first, 12 minutes and 11 seconds in with Brock Nelson. And then they got another one late in the period. Got up 2 nothing at the end of one. Ali Mata, double umblot from David Perron and Joe Valeno. Mata's third, Perron's 19th assist, Valeno's 15th assist, makes it 2-1 to one going into the third. Are we going to see another third-period comeback from the boys? Then 10 seconds into the third, Kaner, Patrick Kane, comes in, rips one, a little wrist action from Petrie and Larkin. It was Larkin's 28th assist on the year, Petrie's 16th, and Patrick Kane gets his 13th goal of the season, keeps his point streak alive. It's now 2-2. Two to two. Brock Nelson will get another one on the power play. Damn. Ali Mata again. There's number four in the season from Gosses Bear and from Daniel Sprong. Tied it at three. Barzell got one, made it four to three Islanders. They get an empty net or whatever. And that's the end of the ball. That's the end of the ball game right there. The Wings got down early. They fought back and tied it, but it felt like every time they took a step forward, they take another step back, right? They get it tied 2-2. I'm like, this is it. Let's go. Let's go. And then, you know what? Four minutes later, Islanders went up again, 3-2. to two. And then we tied it 3-3. to three. And it's like, okay. But we just, um, you got to give credit to the Islanders. You know, the Red Wings were not going to win the next 20-some games in a row. That wasn't going to happen. Islanders are fighting for their playoff lives just like the Red Wings. And the Wings, unfortunately, Drop that game. The Islanders now find themselves tied with the New Jersey Devils, right? But they're only five points back of Philadelphia. So they're close. Well, that win is huge for the Islanders. Now, Detroit, with the loss at 72 points, still has a two-point lead on Tampa Bay, trails Toronto by four, and then trails Boston and Florida by 12. So they would have to go on a little bit of a – they'd have to have like another heater start up. And then at that point – you know, maybe they can catch one of those top two teams, but Toronto's the next team in the way at four points. And when we look at what took place, sure, the Red Wings dropped their game five to three. However, last night, Toronto won four to two. So that was not ideal. That was not ideal. Gave them an extra two points. Ugh, we don't like that. But Buffalo beat Tampa Bay in overtime, which really helped as well. So we've got uh we got a little bit of assistance there. Season series between the Wings and Islanders tied at one game apiece. They'll see each other again 20 days from today in Detroit at Little Caesars Arena. Now, the big stink before all this even took place was the fact that the Detroit Red Wings announced their jersey patch partner. We knew this was coming. It's happened on the sleeves in MLB. It's happened on the shoulder in the NBA. You know, the NFL is the last man standing right now, and it's the unfortunate realization of where we're at. It truly is. And if a company is willing to spend money with your team, you have a lot of bills and a lot of expenses. And I know a lot of people want to blame Chris Illich for this. 
Uh, I do not want to blame Chris Illich for maximizing the sellable potential of his entity, right? I don't want to blame him for that. However, I would have picked a different partner. Uh, if they were going to spend, let's say, 100 I'll take 90 and not have a trash company, priority trash, or whatever, disposal, re- refuse, whatever the hell they are. I never even heard of it. I saw priority. I'm like, who the hell is this? I don't even know who that is. The problem is the optics of it. And I just, I would have advised if somebody else is in the market for it, we don't have to take the number one bidder on this to have garbage on our jersey, literally. just the, It just opens the door for too much. I think ill-advised there would have went a different way. Somebody, I wish somebody would have called me. Just wouldn't have done it. I love the Red Wings. I love working for the Red Wings. That's fine. I understand the angst and the the unfortunate um, feeling of many hockey fans across the country that are starting to see this take place. I understand the sports fan of yesteryear. I get it. We are overstimulated. You know, we have the dasher boards. Now we have digital dashers for television. They started putting up the big advertisement behind the goals a few years ago the digital ads on the boards um on the actual glass itself you'd see like a ram trucks logo and now they got the digital boards on the main screen you have the typical neutral zone advertisements the four horsemen if you will of traditional ads then sometimes you get that one inside the blue line and then there's more ads in the trapezoid and it's like dude we're getting overwhelmed man We're overwhelmed. We're overstimulated. And I get it. I work in a business that is built off of advertising. I understand that. But hey, there's only so many minutes. There's only so many spaces. And the exclusivity, like not everybody gets in the club. Not everybody gets in the club. And you got to pay a premium to get into that club. And for me personally, I would have chosen a different partner than to have a garbage company because it just opens you up for way too much backlash on social media. You already got Meyer on the helmet, and that's cool. I, I like Doug Meyer. He's a good guy. He likes my family's grocery store. We all get along. You know what I mean? And, you know, Meyer's been a, a great partner of ours here on the Michigan Sports Network for years. For years. You know, I have to be able to discern. Now, what do you think that conversation was like with my uncle the first time I went around? I was like, what, you, you got Meyer on your show? It's like, it's not like that, right? You got you to you have that conversation. It's a tough one to have. But the exclusivity of it is what increases the value. And so when you look at, you know, let's say that we were going to have a one-hour program and we were going to have three commercial breaks and we were only going to have so many minutes of commercial break. You can split those into 60-second spots or 30-second spots. I'm going to take you behind the curtain here, Right? Someone will pay uh, a top dollar because there's only a few spots to get in, and it, um, you know, it's just it, it's just tough, man. I just I would have chose a different company because of what the trash jokes open up to. Uh, we got Ted on the Meyer Supercenter guest line eight six six eight three eight huge eight six six eight three eight four eight four three. Ted, good morning to you. How are you, my friend? Good morning, Bolino. How are you? 
I'm doing great, man. It's great to hear your voice. It's a, it's a feel-good Friday. It's the first of the month. Uh, the sun is shining. The weather is great. I love it. it it's a great day. How'd you hey, feel about that Wings game? I with you about the Red Wings. Uh, you know, a little disappointed, but more disappointed in the fans last night, okay? I, and I want to just send out a message to all Detroit fans right now. Can we cut it with the Jared Goff chance at the Red Wings games? Come on. I mean, it's Red Wings season now. Let's move on. Let's get some Dylan Larkin chance. Enough of it. I don't think that's a hot take, Ted. I really don't. I don't think that that – I think that's actually – I'm, I'm kind of with it. Like, it was a thing, and it was fun while it lasted. Um, but let's not beat a dead horse. You know, so many times you see so many organizations and fan bases cling on to a saying or cling on to something. It's like, it's time to let it go. I'm, I'm good with that. You want to let the, uh, the, the Jared Goff stuff go? Um, you know, Jared Goff. So we're looking at Jared Goff. We're looking at three syllables. Patrick Kane, three syllables. Boom, done. Oh, that's good. And, you know, it's like, I mean, third period, high game, playoff race. What are we doing out here? All season's been over. So, anyways, and I got a quick more, uh, one more message for Ryan yesterday, you know, chatting about Michigan State hoops. I want to give a shout-out to my boy Tyler Cochran for the Toledo Rockets. I think he can start for any Big Ten team. <laughs> so, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Polino. You know, have a good day. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Ted. Uh, you know, Cochran's a nice Mac player. He's a nice Mac player. Uh, I don't know about, you know, guys played on a lot of Mac teams in his, in his young career. He's a, uh, yeah, scoring threat. He's a shooter. He's physical, uh, tough, plays a tough style of ball, not afraid to get in the paint, mix it up a little bit. But, um, you know, some guys can make the jump. Uh, some guys can't. I just don't know. I don't know if that would translate, my man Ted. I don't know if that would translate. And uh, Ted in Ted in Toledo, I would assume, if he's watching the Rockets. So shout out to, uh, to Ted in Toledo. Red Wings last night, like, and I get it, the Jared Goff stuff. Like, I saw some fans talking about it. I heard it in the background. I can understand why we'd move on. Like, it, it's time, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't – it was fun while it lasted. Uh, the fact that, you know, some of the Lions players have shown up and the great – I would say synergy and support from the the, the two teams. I, I love it. Lalone, you know, talking about Dan Campbell and going out to practice and some of the some of the boys going out there to to Lions training camp and then the Lions players coming to games and pulling the goal horn and it's great, man. I, I love it. It's a lot of fun. I love when teams in the same city really rally around each other and support. I really love to see that. You know, I once worked in a place where everybody was seen as competitors because of ticket sales, and it's got nothing to do with that. It's about supporting one another. High tides, raise all ships, right? That's what it comes down to. And, and I, I firmly believe that. I, I really do. And I think that with, when, when everybody's supporting each other, stop looking at everybody like competition. Somebody brought this up to me, and I wanted to make this clear. There's a guy who used to work in Grand Rapids who got a job doing mornings in Detroit in sports and i ran into said guy you guys know him his name's jim costa and i ran into jim at a lions game i was running down the stairs and he was running up the stairs and i and i looked up and i saw him and i was like jim he's like hey man and i congrat it was right after the announcement was made that he, he was going to be taking over for the mornings uh doing sports talk and i stopped and i congratulated him on the gig because it's a really that's a really big job and i was happy for him 
Guy's put in a lot of work. He, you know, him and Ryan, you know, Chippewas, fire up chips, all that good stuff. I don't ever view it as competition. I really don't. Uh, you know, if you if you're focused on that, if you're focused on competing, you know, you, your best competition is yourself. You got to be better than you were yesterday. Uh, I was not better than I was yesterday. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm physically spent. The last two weeks have been pretty pretty rough. Better, we logged a lot of miles. We've done, yeah, it's a lot of, lot of stuff. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to tomorrow where I don't have to be anywhere or do anything. And I literally thought, like, oh, maybe I should call my uncle and go into the grocery store. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. It was a good thought, and I did think about it, so I could feel good about thinking about it. But I don't think so. I think I'm just going to I'm going to sleep in past 8 a.m. and and enjoy a a nice breakfast at the Monroe Street Diner is probably what I'm going to do. I drive over there see Gail. God bless her. 30th anniversary coming up too on uh on March 7th. So that's exciting for her. Love small business. Love to support small business. Um, but I, I never, you know, I congratulated Jim and for all of those who, you know, listen to Jim on the West side of the state, 96 one. Yeah. I, I like the guy a lot. I know Ryan likes him. Uh, he's a good dude. And I, and I was happy for him and legitimately happy. And I think that if you approach life like that, it's a, um, you know, just, it, it helps change your, your perspective. Right, just do do whatever you do and do it to the best of your ability, and everything else kind of takes care of itself. Uh, yes, I love Ted. Wow, Freddie says yes. Love the caller, Ted. Enough with the Jared chance, please. Wow, Freddie the P- Freddie the Pizza Man and Ted in Toledo have joined in some sort of. Do these people know each other? They've joined a union here. Hey, tonight. Detroit! 7 o'clock, Pistons are back in action. Enjoy that. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the NFL Combine. We'll see you Monday morning, same time, same place, right here at X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four-pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA accounting and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Leonard Skinner. ZZ that Soaring Eagle Casino, the sharp-dressed Simple Man Tour. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on.
on sale now at the box office at etix.com. Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series, Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at roastumber.com. The Freddy the Pizza Man Foundation is dedicated to providing support to families and Michigan schools touched by autism. We invite you to join us in supporting these families and schools by making a donation at freddythepizzaman.com. With your donation, you can help provide essential resources that can make a real impact. Visit freddythepizzaman.com to make a donation and to learn more about the foundation's mission. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Together, we can make a difference. Coming up later today at 3 on the HUGE show on the Michigan Sports Network, I'll deliver HUGE opinions on everything you're talking about.